The Youthscape Podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special extra edition of the Youthscape Podcast with me, Rachel Gardner. Oh, what? No, with me, <laughs> with me Rachel Gardner. Genuine. That was genuine. Well, that was totally genuine. That's amazing. With me, Rachel Gardner. It's happened. <laughs> it's happened. With me, Rachel Gardner. I've taken over the Saunders. That's, That's it. Tr- Take You're under authority. Can we we can edit that? <laughs> no, no, we leave won't. it in. You can't leave that in. We are not editing that. With me, won't. Martin Saunders. And me, Martin Saunders. And I, me, Martin Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> I am Martin Saunders. But it's no. My name's Rachel Gardner, and we have a very special return guest with us today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Martin Saunders. No, sorry, I thought we were all just being Martin. It's like Spartacus. It is. I'm like Ruth. I'm like Ruth Ayers. No, I am Ruth Ayers. It's great, and you are the first returning guest, I believe. That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. We've been around yeah. everyone in youth ministry, and we're on the second. Well, it's taken 43 episodes, <laughs> and you're back. And you're scraping the barrel again. Absolutely. So you're like, let's get Ayers back in. There she is. But let's cut to the chase. Why is this a special extra podcast? People have listened to it on Monday. And today is Thursday, and there's a special one. What, what is it that's special about today? So, Ruth, you're here specifically because today is Self-Harm Awareness Day. Right. So, on the 1st of March every year, in, in America, it started in America, um, and it started as Self-Injury Awareness Day, and I think they still call it that over here. And then, over a few years, it came to the UK, and Self-Harm UK, Young Minds, The Mix, and the NSPCC uh, got their heads together and said, what can we do? Um, in this country to help young people who are self-harming. Uh, we lost the NSPCC last year. They did say they'd get up back on board this year, but they're, they're not with us. So it's Self-Harm UK, Young Minds and The Mix. And we're the three charities that uh, come together to try and support young people who are self-harming specifically on this day. And that is, that is really impressive, isn't it? Mm. That actually three organisations get together and make a big noise on one particular day yeah. on behalf of young people yeah. who are struggling with this. And it's really exciting that Self Harm UK is one of our projects, Youth yeah. Project. So that's really exciting as a Christian charity. We're heavily Absolutely. involved in something that is benefiting lives across the UK. So, so Ruth, why, why is it that we need to raise awareness of, of self-harm? Um, I think actually over the last few years we've done a pretty good job um, of starting to talk a bit more about self-harm. But it's really, really important that young yeah. people have... Um, the opportunity you know we, we hope at Self Home UK as do the mix and young minds that today might help young people to have the confidence to disclose something um, it's a little bit more prevalent it's across news stories it's all over social media um, and it's really just to help those young people who have perhaps been struggling with it for a long time or even a short period of time to think oh actually there's some conversations happening about this today I might feel confident enough to tell my teacher or tell my parents um, and actually it's really really significant on those days when a big noise is made about something because it can sometimes give young people the courage and the confidence if it doesn't do that it can give them more information more help more support more signposting and essentially what we want all across the charities is for young people to find the support and recovery that they need wherever they need it um so we just hope that by making a noise on one day of the year about this subject young people get a little bit a little bit more knowledge um a little bit more recognition for the struggles that they're going through but also some confidence maybe to speak out about some of the stuff that's happening now you uh been doing this for a number of years now and every year there's a sort of a, a theme mm. to the day. So it's not just National Self-Harm Awareness Day. You, you've also got a specific theme for this year. So what is 
uh, the theme for 2018? The theme is friends this year, um, and we're using the hashtag heroes uh, because what we want the fr- we know that. Um, Lots and lots of young people will tell their friends first about self-harm, about anything really that that's going on in their life. It's often their friends they go to. So um, we, the mix had a really lovely idea that we try and um, put a positive spin on young people by calling them heroes. So we're looking at the friends of those young people that self-harm, their stories. We've got some great stories of friends who have disclosed to their friends that, that they're self-harming. Um, and yeah, this kind of hashtag heroes thing to kind of help young people feel supported. It's really difficult, I think, for friends of young people who self-harm. And I think they carry that for a long time, not really knowing what to do with it. Uh, so we wanted to make a bit of a noise about them um, and also help them to know what to do next. Self-Harm UK made a video about that and that's been released um, to help kind of friends to really understand this journey a little bit more. Um, and get the support they need for their for their mates, really. Now, coming up later in the programme, we've got Joe Fitzsimmons, mm-hmm. who runs our Illumina programme here, which is the online therapeutic support yep. for young people who are self-harming. But Ruth, as um, I mean, you have a social work background, yep. youth work background, you've got your finger in lots of pies around <laughs> mental health and raising emotional resilience, yep. and we did the What If resource yep. together with Mind and Soul. So for our dear listeners, often it's youth workers listening to this, who might be experiencing this area or might not at yeah. all. What, what piece of advice would you want to give to youth workers listening? If the theme this year is heroes and friends, the chance are we have lots of young people in our youth groups mm. who have friends who self-harm, even if we might not have lots of young people in our youth groups who self-harm, mm. although we probably do. Yeah. What's some advice for youth workers? How can they get involved with this? Um, I think the most important thing is is uh, give young people the space they need to talk, whether that's the friends of self-harmers or young people that are self-harming themselves. If you're working with a young person that's self-harming, don't pressurise them. If, if you've got a hunch that that's what they're doing, it's really important that you don't pressurise them to tell you, but you allow it to be in their own time, unless, of course, you're really concerned they might be suicidal or have suicidal ideation, then, then obviously... Um, that's a different matter but if you've got a hunch that they're self-harming don't force them to disclose to you a weird piece of advice maybe but don't tell young people who are harming to stop Mm. Um, it's really important that we allow young people to go on that journey um, exactly like any addiction really if you were working with a drug addict or somebody who was addicted to alcohol you wouldn't just Mm. tell them to stop there would be a journey and a process of them accepting and realizing what they were doing wasn't positive so um, just really it's about taking young people on a journey to help them to see that the self-harm they've become used to isn't a positive coping mechanism and it's about how do we help them and give them the tools that they need to stop. Um, I think we get really frightened about kind of, you know, that advice Mm. and we think the first thing we should be saying is don't do this anymore. Mm. Um, But that just shuts young people down and probably the likelihood is they'll carry on doing it but won't talk to them about about it. Now, um, Self-Harm UK was, started life as uh, selfharm.co.uk mm. back in the days where you could get away with calling a charity <laughs> the name of a web address. Sure. If indeed that time ever existed. Yeah. But it's certainly what we did. Um, and, uh, and, and the website itself used to be absolutely front and centre of, of everything that we did. But it's still pretty important, isn't it? Mm. And it's just had a relaunch yeah and it, you put quite a lot of work into yeah, it and it clean. looks beautiful <clears throat> so people might not have been to selfharm.co.uk yeah. for a while uh, what do you find now when you get there 
The most important thing we wanted was for young people to feel they were absolutely central on that site. So the first thing that you see is a forum for young people. And we have had um, probably daily posts since we launched, um, lots and lots of young people signing up, uh, young people commenting on other... So we've really created this sense of community. And what was really important for me for the project was that um, the website... Is important, it is important that it's an information centre and people can get the kind of questions answered that they've got and there's a bit for parents and a bit for professionals but actually um, what we want for young people is that they're no longer going to pro-harming sites but they're finding recovery Absolutely. online yeah. and so we wanted a returning user we wanted a community that was safe that started this journey of stopping that started this journey of um, just sharing what was happening in each other's lives and actually what we really wanted was that community to be the most important thing so mm. when you land on our page that's the first thing that you see uh, for youth workers out there there is a professional section with a professionals forum that they can ask questions on leave comments uh, share success stories obviously no names do that you know confidentially and respectfully to those young people but um yeah the, the most important thing for us now is really building this community uh, and we know that if young people land on our page and don't find the support they need, the likelihood is they'll go to a pro-harming site yeah. and get the support in that community. So uh, we just want lots of recovery and insight and support. So the theme for this year is heroes. Yes. Hashtag heroes. Ruth, who are your heroes? Well, my number one hero, obviously other than Jesus, would be Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Uh, she has a great story. If you don't know it, go and find out. And she's, she's just, I just think she's an incredible woman um, who, yeah, mm. she, she sort of leaves me a bit speechless. Um, a hero in my own life would be a woman called Linda Creek, who um, definitely helped me through some of the toughest times. Uh, she is the best counsellor I've ever met. Um, and she, without her, there are points in my life where I probably wouldn't still be standing. So um, it would definitely be her. If you're listening, Matthew, obviously, honestly, it, it's really you. Husband. But, um, Linda <laughs> that's Creek, beautiful. Probably. That's beautiful, Ruth. Uh, Martin, for you. Uh, Gary Lineker. Aww. Hey. I mean, you know, he was the one growing yeah. up. Aww. We got so close in uh, 86. Well, you got so close to him. Or no, I never got close. Have you ever met Oprah Winfrey? Have no, you met Oprah? no. Have you I met anyone think... who's met Oprah? Yeah, my brother. Your brother's met Oprah. <laughs> of course, he has. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. probably like you're the six. You're the worst person to play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with. I bet he's met Kevin Bacon as well. Probably. I don't has. know. Never met You're one step from everyone, aren't you? Oh, pretty much. So close. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Gary Lineker, who he's met, I bet he's met as well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit upsetting. <laughs> I, I never met Gary Lineker. Um, oh so I tell you what um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast uh, and I probably will in more depth but I had a university uh, lecturer called Julia who oh. uh, completely changed the course of my life oh. and, uh, and so uh, part of that was sitting in her study and talking about actually what I wanted out of life and dreams and things like that and mm. she persuaded me to um, at 19 not to do what I was the course I was doing wow. essentially to pursue writing wow. and as you know now as a yes. result of that Many second-rate Christian clickbait articles have, have been, been written. Have Thank been you, written. Julia. A novel. Thank let's not you, forget. Julia. And a pre-evangelistic Christian <laughs> football you. novel. Now and, cult. And you know the youth work Christian youth work magazine. Some tweets. Yeah, I mean, Julia. She's we have changed the course of history. Answer. She's got a lot to answer. She for. Has. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel Gardner. Who? Yes. Well, I. I think if I'm thinking of, of the heroes theme as in friends, when I was at school. And, and family were homeless and we were having a bit of a tough time. My hero was my best friend, Taryn. Oh. And mainly because we would jump on her bed with our 
Bolton deodorant like you've done with Michael Bolton and just sing and she brought so much joy into my life when things were really tough so I think yeah actually she was that friend that I would have spoken anything to yeah. and then more more recently as an adult Liz Sheaves she was my bible college lecturer she never married she's fairly recently died an incredible <gasps> woman but she was the one that said to me you're you're made for more than this Rachel come on you, you get on with some stuff and and she helped me get out of some of my stuck thinking and stuff. What about things. the glitzy heights of like April Winfrey? Who yeah, famous people. <clears throat> well, I think a bit, little bit of Maya Angelou. I mean, I carry her words with me. Yeah. She she comes into tough meetings with me, um, and Gladys Aylward. I, I carry her with me as well. And she walked those kids across the mountain yeah. range. I, I carry a bit of her tenacity with me. So yeah, lots Great. of people who we we call them our sisterhood, don't we? Yeah. We wrap them around us. That's it. And they help us roar. So. Um, uh, what we really, the help we need from youth workers is just raising awareness that this mm. site is actually there, there's for a resource there yeah. for young people, yeah. and and that's something actually that you can talk about in your youth group. Yeah. You can put you know posters and we do postcards yeah. and things which you can uh, distribute to to just make young people aware of uh, that that website and that resource being there. But also if you're going into school or you have some other connection with your community please help us to get the word out mm. about selfharm.co.uk because as you say, the alternative is that a young person finds their way onto one of the many pro-harming websites, yeah. um, which is gonna cause them you know, a lot of harm mm. and, and, and long-term damage. So, so help uh, us to help them to, yeah. to find the, the resources that we're providing. Yeah. The Youth Hate Podcast, The Youth Hate Podcast, The Youth Hate Podcast. This is a musical segue. This is a really seamless transition between two parts of the podcast. I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting out here not adding my approval to this. So uh, we're now in part two of the Youthscape podcast, just so you know where you are. And uh, we have with another special guest yeah. for Self-Harm Awareness Day. Uh, somebody who likes nightclubbing, by the sound of things. That's what, That reminded me of clubbing in the 90s. Yeah, that would be about right. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably at an 80s club now, but yeah. you know, in the in the. I think you're in our era, aren't you? I am definitely in our era. Joe's one of us. She is. So, uh, welcome Joe Fitzsimmons, who is a Lumina project manager uh, at uh, Youthscape. Yep. Uh, At Self Harm UK. Self Harm UK. As part of Youthscape. Yep. And uh, and obviously you're here to talk on Self Harm Awareness Day about uh, the project, the specific project that you uh, head up. But first, as part of this seamless transition, where it, to the listener it will feel like a delicate dance has happened. They like won't even they won't even notice. A soft gentle moose. What has happened there? A soft it's gentle moose. Like, like a, that you eat, like it's very light. Oh, I chocolate you meant mousse. Like a moose Not with like antlers. antlers. I thought you meant uh, uh, <laughs> moose. No, I like seamless. Right. Blowing. Now it's not seamless. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's. Sorry. N- be honest Sorry, with you, Joe. It's never seamless. <laughs> it's never ever seamless. Uh, I never feel. I always feel like when one of Rachel's friends is in the room, I always feel like I'm outnumbered. It's because I get excited having my friends in the room. Like, <laughs> the mirror neurons like just go yeah. over time. It's like when you get excited. your friends coming for tea. Yeah, you know, you're the kid running around. I'm the kid that gets bullied at those in those oh, scenarios. Anyway, uh, Joe, we were asking Ruth. Uh, in the first half of the of the show, uh, about her heroes, yep. and we did our heroes as well. And so we did two things: we did our kind of our great heroes of you know. She said Oprah Winfrey. Yep. I said Gary Lineker. You said Maya Angelou, which yep. I felt was you know um, a really intellectual. You lifted, you raised mm. the bar, didn't mm. you? With like sure. someone who's written books and that. Mm. Um, but uh, we also did like who in your life has been your 
uh, heroic friend okay. who's helped you through tough times. So do you want to do those two? Yeah, cool. My heroic friend would actually be my sister. Aww. I know. So there's 18 months between us and uh, we are very, very close. And uh, you know you have these people in your life that you are just completely stripped bare in front of you. Mm. All those embarrassing times, all those ridiculous things I did as a kid, you know, they're there alongside the sort of adult friend of kind of ringing each other up on a bad day and mm. crying and... Yeah, laughing at the things the kid did, the kids have done, and then being really sad about some of the things the kids have done when they got older mm. and got into a bit of trouble. So yeah, that's my she's my real life hero. Oh, and what about in the sort of world of celebrity fame and fortune? Yeah, well, I've come across somebody new this week. Actually, it was my eldest child who introduced me to a lady called Magabri, and she's from Kenya. And she's recently died, but she got a Nobel Peace Prize. She was the first. Uh, Afro-Caribbean woman in 1962 to get a scholarship to America and she did ecology and her whole thing was about um, making sure that Africa became more green as a country because actually if Kenya became more green um, actually there would be less arid land so there'd be more farming mm -hmm. and she built up this whole sustainable system in Kenya and she was absolutely amazing wow. she won the Nobel Peace Prize in about 1989 I think it was and uh, just an incredible woman mm -hmm. uh, she's done did loads of work for the UN and stuff as well and I just thought I mean just just not what she did but I thought actually the struggle she must have gone through yes was mm. absolutely incredible to have been you know a, a black Afro-Caribbean woman moving from Kenya to America in the 60s just goodness. the oppression yeah. the strength of courage I was really blown away by her mm. I feel bad now going for Gary Lineker no <laughs> I, I just like I felt like I couldn't bring up Brian Stevenson again. Oh, you know. So I'm going to bring up Brian Stevenson again. Okay. So he's my he is my other hero yes. who wrote Just Mercy and saved lots of lives on yes. death row. Yes. And is is speaking at the HTB yes. leadership conference. Yes. And in faith, can I say this? Yeah, I think you we should. really want to try and get an interview with him. Brian, we want to interview you. We Come love on, Brian. You. Come on, Brian. We imagine you're Come a regular Youthscape podcast <laughs> listener. He is. So please, can we interview you? to hear a bit more from you specifically about what young people are going through because you as our Illumina project manager are regularly speaking with young people who are facing all kinds of difficulties and coping using self-harm yep what are you seeing what are you hearing we are really sadly seeing huge increases in numbers of young people accessing our services which in one sense is really sad because it means actually young people are really struggling to yes. cope yeah. on the flip side of that it means actually young people are beginning to talk about the issue and actually seeking for help and support themselves mm -hmm. which is absolutely fantastic so Illumina, um, it sounds really weird and bizarre and it sounds like something out of a Dan Brown book, but actually uh, what it is, it's about, um, so it's the process the diamond goes through of refi refining and it's that sense for young people of realising that actually things might not be quite where you want them to be at the moment, but you'll come out of this the other mm -hmm. side and you will be stronger and brighter and more resilient for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And so our programme is, so it's six uh, sessions and we're supporting young people right from the initial point of where most of them have never told anybody before about their self-harm mm -hmm. right the way through then to helping them think about who they could tell why they might be harming what their personal triggers are um, we look a bit about sort of the addictive nature of self-harm mm -hmm. and then kind of hopefully at the end of that 
um, get them to look at locally what's available mm. for them for their support mm. and who their support networks are. And, and I suppose we often find, don't we, that there's a very secretive nature yeah. to self-harm. So how do you meet these young people? Are they turning up here at Youthscape? Are you going into schools? How are you having these conversations? Yeah, we um, operate online, um, which is um, really quite countercultural in some ways, in the sense that there's a lot of stuff online for young people which is very pro-self-harming. So there's a lot of really negative stuff. There are a lot of stuff that can be quite competitive online. So we find particularly um, Instagram really quite unhelpful for a lot of young, uh, young people of self Because they see other people because posting see, yeah, what they've done. Very okay. triggering stuff. And okay. it has got can be quite a competitive element mm -hmm. there as well. Um, so actually to be online and to be a positive presence um, in, in that kind of world is just absolutely brilliant so when young people are typing in self-harm we're up there mm. you know actually if you're looking at self-harm support self-harm recovery we are the site that young people are going to find mm. and so they can click on the self-harm uk button and illumina is our program it's on the first page and you click on that and it the email comes straight through to me so you know i am the welcoming voice that will welcome you um into illumina mm. and kind of begin to chat very gently as much or as little as young people want to tell us to start with because we realize just even clicking on that button to ask for help is a massive massive step for a young person mm. to make mm. and it's a it's a, a big deal and it's quite um, scary uh, to see what young people are thinking about and yeah. and looking at online when they might come across us for the first yeah. time. So uh, weirdly, one of my jobs at Youthscape is to manage our web statistics. And as part of that, um, I get to see the search terms mm. that have led people to selfharm.co.uk yeah. and to the Illumina pages and so on. And actually, I'm not going to go through what they are, but there's some pretty devastating search terms that young people are inputting. And I guess it's like you just said, you know, it's devastating that they're searching for it, but it's also kind of exciting that people who are in that darker place then find themselves yeah. on selfharm.co.uk or looking at yeah. Illumina and, and, and maybe finding some hope through that. Um, what the course itself is six six weeks, is it? Yeah, six, six sessions. Yeah. So so what is the, the actual sort of journey that you take young people on through those six yeah. weeks? Yeah. So um, what would happen is if a young person clicks on it, puts in their details, they come to me. So probably over the space of a couple of weeks we'd have email chats, just kind of check in where a young person is at because young people can be at very different places and I think part of that conversation is checking that actually it's the right thing at that time for mm. that young person. There are some young people actually for whom some of their stuff um, really is quite difficult and heavy mm. and actually sometimes it's better to pass them on to professionals who are kind of much more in the sphere of work that they need and then there'll be other young people for whom actually this is the right time and they really want to kind of begin this journey. So then they uh, get a delightful um, invite, and it's invite only, which yep. I think is really important for young people mm -hmm. to know that you know, they've been chosen to work with us yes. and, and to do this journey with us. Um, so the first session, um, it's run by myself, I'm a counsellor, and um, always with another of our team who's a counsellor, and um, we'll look at your life map. So the mm -hmm. things that have happened that have been good and maybe not so good, that may be part of your story that of why you're struggling with your emotions. Mm. Um, so we focus quite a lot on that in the first week and each time after a session I email all the young people and um, any kind of work that we've done, we email that. So actually it gives young people a chance to think about it themselves over the week. So it's not just a kind of, you know, here's this, 
try this and we're gone again. Um, it's uh, here's this, have a look at this, I email it to you. And most mm. young people during the course of the week will email back and say, oh, I was wondering about this, I've tried this, this mm. hasn't mm. worked, but this has. So it feels, it's not just like a six-week programme, it's, it's a, a conversation mm. for a couple of months that takes place. So we journey through that, we look at um, self-harm cycle, which is an addictive cycle. And I think for most young people, that's the session that really opens stuff up for them. Mm -hmm. Realising actually that battle between not wanting to self-harm, but actually mm -hmm. the addictive nature of being stuck in a situation that they don't quite know how to get out mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And that really helps a lot of young people begin to kind of open up mm -hmm. some of mm -hmm. actually, you know, these are the places where I do have some choices in this circle. These are the things I choose mm -hmm. to work on mm -hmm. to choose alternative ways of self-harming. Is it, is it a little bit like uh, something like alcoholism, yeah. where you, um, you, you don't necessarily become cured of self-harm, but because I'd imagine it's the sort of yeah. thing where you, you stumble a bit, you, yeah. you have a period of what you might term self-control, and then a relapse into harming behaviour. So how do you describe the process that, that people are on yeah. if they don't become cured? Yeah, no, it's, we talk about it um, as I, I use the word journey all the time and the blips. You know, um, we have young people who may not blip for six months mm -hmm. and then have a particularly challenging situation mm -hmm. or a very strong emotion and actually you know, that might feel like a step backwards but we always talk about you know, actually it's part of your healing process, mm -hmm. it's part of that journey and I think for many young people it's that sense of I haven't failed, you know, mm -hmm. I have a blip but I haven't failed mm -hmm. and it is exactly the same sort of addictive cycle I think and I think if if we're able to understand the addictive cycle a bit more, and you think about, you know, there's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, there's a constant support network mm. around somebody who's struggling mm. with addictive behaviour. Yeah. I think actually as youth workers, as you know, ministers, parents, as young people, if we can recognise that more, we actually create a much better community for a young person mm. to recover into. Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've learned a lot more about self-harm haven't we not mm. just us as youthscape but the youth ministry world in general I'm just thinking people listening probably have had some experience of supporting mm. a young person directly or indirectly through this would, would you say that we've moved beyond the myth era of oh they just want attention or it's just the sort of thing that girls do and it's or are you still oh, you're shaking your head sadly, sadly not, not. <laughs> sadly not. So we still see it very regularly so we um, do quite a lot of training in schools um, and uh, run parent support groups online as well and we are still seeing that um, which is very frustrating and it's a culture obviously we want to lose and I think that only comes through raising awareness right. so stuff yeah. like self-harm awareness yeah. day is absolutely crucial about making people realize we all have ways of coping with our emotions and for most of us you know they're reasonably healthy and reasonably unhealthy at the same mm -hmm. time. But for a young person who's self-harming, this is a coping mechanism and it is their way of dealing with emotions that are really deep mm -hmm. within them. And quite often for those young people, actually articulating and verbalising mm -hmm. them can be really hard. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying to a young person, you, this, I feel this is attention-seeking behaviour, what you're doing is just squashing that further and, and further down them. and punishing yeah. them, yeah. when actually they're already possibly feeling like a failure, that they're not good enough, they're not coping with the world. 
as they think everybody else yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So we really still need to break that culture hugely. So as well as having Illumina for young people and forums on our website for young people, yeah. which is the core of what we do, we also have, you've mentioned training, we have other resources. Talk to us a little bit about yeah. resources for youth workers and parents. Yeah, excellent. So um, also run a weekly session for parents online, which um, we're getting lots of parents um, at. And, and again, I think because they're on the whole within the NHS currently, the, the thresholds have changed so much, it's very hard for a young person to get the right input that they need, um, which is very sad, which is why I think our numbers are, are really rising. Um, actually, parents aren't getting support either. Um, and it's become really key that actually, if we want to create a community of recovery around a young person, we need to be equipping parents Absolutely. to be able to manage that as well and manage their own emotions. You know, I'm a parent of a young person that's self-harmed for, for many years and it creates all kinds of emotions in you as a parent. So actually that sense of failure and that kind of guilt that you're carrying, your young person, your child is also carrying. So actually we need to kind of be helping parents to, to be able to focus on the child by, but by recognising mm. their own emotions as well and mm. dealing with them in a healthy way mm. so that then they can mirror that to their child. Just to interrupt you there, but I, I know you, I want to hear about our resources as well in a bit, but I was just thinking then actually as a youth worker, I have been at fault in the past of um, viewing the parent of a young person who self-harms as the problem. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just hearing you there thinking, actually if my role is to create a culture of recovery around a young person, I need to think very differently about the parents yes. in this young person's life. So that's a really helpful, helpful I think so, and I think you know, parents carry so much guilt themselves mm-hmm. that there are many, many parents who are not telling their own close family or their own community or their own friendship groups because it's that sense of failure. You know, mm-hmm. What if they think it's my fault? And I think actually, again, you know, we've got to break out of mm. that because we're not doing the young people any justice, any service at all. Mm. And the families who need huge amounts of support, you know, if we're keeping, you know, we're basically, you know, um, kind of, you know, reinforcing the secretive behaviour around yes. self-harm. Mm. But if you don't want to no, do, absolutely. So, so what are the other resources? So we have the training, yep. we have the online forums, but also through our store, what can you yep. get from the store? Yeah, uh, um, so we have um, the course, the Illumina course um, is actually in a book form. So that has been produced with lots of um, reflective tools and worksheets around it. And it's a really supportive tool for a young person. They could work through it on their own, which would be absolutely fine and dandy, but actually to have somebody alongside them, somebody mentoring them, a youth worker supporting them through that would be absolutely fantastic. So we've also got a leader's guide as well that um, you can buy, which kind of gives the leader a few more tools as well to kind of think about how they could support the young person, Mm. um, which I think is just really important if we're going to create that community of recovery. So we actually, uh, you know, we've talked about you as a counsellor, a trained counsellor, and another counsellor doing doing this course um so i don't know i mean i'm i'm listening to that as a youth leader thinking oh am i qualified then to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. because you're, you're also saying it's available as a sort of takeaway and do it yeah. at home uh you know you might have a young person you might have a group of six or something and yeah. and, and, and work through it like that so is it is it kind of i'm worried about myself here is yeah, it sure. idiot proof it is idiot proof <laughs> even you martin you'll Thank be goodness. all right <laughs> I think you know the large majority of, of youth workers are very emotionally aware, yeah. are very well skilled, and actually their skills. I think most 
most young youth workers do possess already. You know, we're not asking you to be a mental health professional, there's no expectation of that. It's about equipping a group in a safe space, which mm-hmm. is what yes, just about every youth worker does that, anyway. Yeah. So it's nothing that isn't out of that area yeah. for you. Um, and I think the resources are very good at kind of just asking questions and equipping the youth worker just to feel a little more confident maybe. Mm. But I think that the skill set is what you know, we as youth workers mm. have in mm. terms of your understanding and your communication mm. and facilitating a group. So you can get that from the Youthscape store, mm. you can yeah. get the leader's guide and then the uh, young person's mm. workbook. And we've, we've heard lots of stories of, of yeah. groups who've taken that way and, and run uh, support groups uh, they may even run it a bit preventatively yes run absolutely. it with young people who are, might be at risk of self-harming yeah. or other similar behavior um, so it's a great resource to check out on the Youthscape store so thank you so much for tuning in on self-harm awareness day and I suppose a challenge for us as practitioners is whether we can immediately whether names spring to mind immediately or not of young people who might benefit from this I suppose one challenge is to go away and sort of rethink about the young people you work with, who could be a young person who would benefit from this, either because they are at risk of uh, harmful behaviours or because they are one of the hashtag heroes, because they actually are doing an amazing job at supporting somebody in their life who is really struggling with addictive behaviours around self-harm. So, Joe, I have one final question for you. What would you do with a whole 71 pence? Wow, gone are the days where I could buy... 142 half penny sweeps. So, you were never, you were never functioning in those days. I know I look young, but Martin, I was. We should mention you have pink Pink hair. hair. I do have pink hair. Which which takes, you know, takes decades decades off. Clearly, by by the sound of it, (laughs) 71 pence. Um, that would probably be. Oh, girl. I could probably get a star biscuit from Greg's. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, while, while Joe and I are salivating over star biscuits from Greg's, Martin's actually going to tell you what we can do yes, with your 71 Because beans. we are asking loyal Youthscape podcast listeners to, uh, to contribute to the work of Youthscape, and particularly of the podcast team, to the tune of $1 a month. Which is 71p. Which, so, yeah. when we checked, was 71p. It might change as the exchange. It might. Wouldn't that be exciting? It might be like ten pounds now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, we we are asking people whether they could sign up at Patreon.com/slash/Youthscape and for the princely sum of seventy-one pence a month, uh, support us and make us feel just a little encouraged. Uh, when we checked, there was one person <laughs> who had chosen to do that. Come on, people! If you like it, please pay a little bit. Can't do much for seventy-one pence. We will be back on the usual Monday slot for yet another Youthscape podcast. Podcasts worth paying for. So, I know, I know. Don't, don't whisper at me. I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't laugh. This is like a comedy You're show. Ganging up it. on me. <laughs> right. Great.